Oh, you can uh, lay your yoga pants on my mat any day and show me the upward or downward doggy style. Uh, Jesus, I'm such an immature fuck. But goddamn, you know what? Yoga pants, they bring out the most mischievous. They bring out the most adolescent. They bring out the most inner gratuitous uh toxic masculinity quote-unquote parts of me you know what so i had to do it to him because boy there ain't no telling what will happen if i see another lovely lady in yoga pants i may just uh let her yoga and she can see the yogurt in my pants okay and i'm not talking about show Cause I am boning. Okay, Shabani, get it? Show boning. Ah, uh, Jesus. Uh, hopefully she doesn't have that smelly coochie energy. You know, they. The, the, this is the big thing about small dick energy. Um, what about smelly coochie energy? Hmm. Cause uh, smelling something a lot. And uh, I'm still waiting to coming in the air tonight. And, uh, still waiting to come. Um, okay. I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, salute the yoga pants. Welcome to episode 145 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm yours, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. And most importantly, suck some titties, whether you're a guy or girl. Now, I must let you know. Uh, I actually recorded an episode of what, episode 145. But a little background of what happened. I recorded it. Then I played it on my camera. And uh, you couldn't hear me. I don't know what happened. Everything was working. The, the mute button wasn't off. The things in the computer, the camera were just fine. But uh, it just the audio just didn't come out. So I had to delete that one from my camera. And I'm recording a new one three days later. Because I wasn't even mad mad about it. Cause I, but I was like, damn, that's unfortunate. You poor unfortunate soul. Yes, I am. And uh, still a little merm. Little me made. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Whew, still getting back in the pot in shape. Uh, but yeah, yoga pants. I, I, I got to admit, man, they, they are becoming my weakness. I'm a guy, I have great self-control. I'm not one of these guys anytime I see a girl with some nice, nice bum-bums. And I'm not talking about the one she's tapping over her head. Um, I, I, I'm a guy, I have self-control, even when I see the most beautiful, lovely lady out there. Look, I, I can be like, I could raise my eyebrows on myself and, you know, I may get a little stimulation but you know what i keep the stimulation to myself i don't louis ck it on a plane i don't pull it out and be like come on come on i know you want to see it and they're like no not really we're on a plane and uh talk about an airplane talk about the mile high club and uh i guess it's more of a solo act uh but yeah that would, I'm pretty sure that's probably like a category somewhere out there since I am not a porn consumer, of course. I'm pretty sure there's a 
there's t- there's a kind of I don't even want to say fetish because it's actually probably pretty normal, but people that get off, no pun intended, on watching other people masturbate. I've never gotten into that. I I don't know why people would be that into watching someone masturbate. But then again, you know, we live in a world where people like watching people play video games. People like watching people do things. So, you know, I guess it kind of makes sense. We like to see people making themselves happy. Since maybe no one else can make them happy. Um, but yeah, no yoga pants, man. Uh, I gotta admit, man, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna get, uh, I'm not gonna out myself. Well, not that type of out. This is more of inning myself. Oh, and I'm in the seventh inning stretch. Okay, get it, stretch yoga pants. Here we go. Uh, but I, 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 I'll say it. You know, no one listens to the pie like that. No one will work with. I, I have, I have a little crush on a girl that she wore these pink, swirly, gogurt blended looking. Yoga pants where it's like a mixture of pink, orange, yellowish. Because, you know, all all good yoga pants. The best yoga pants aren't just one solid color. They got to be like a starry, moony night type of blue, yellowish type of and black mixtured into it. It's got to be some like gogurt, yogurt, you know, tricks for kids type of pants. And that's how uh, kids are made. By the tricks. Oh, and there's no tricking in this candy bar. Um, <laughs> that was not even good. But anyways. But yeah. There's a... I gotta admit. I have a little crush. I got a girl crush. Hate to admit it, but... I got a heart rush. And it's never slowing down when I see you in the pants. Except when you think about what the song Girl Crush is about. By Lil Big Town. Um, look it up. It, it's it's not actually about a guy having a girl crush. It is about a girl having uh, a jealousy thing because the man that, assumingly, probably cheated on her or left her for another woman, she isn't mad. It's this weird thing where, and I think a lot of people have probably struggled with it, where someone has left them or cheated on them, and... The worst part is you're not even mad that they left you for someone else per se specifically. You're more jealous that you weren't the other person that they would rather be with than you type of thing. It's a pretty sad song because she, she's not sitting here shitting on some a guy for not wanting to be with her no more. She's jealous of her long blonde hair, her long blonde hair. I want to taste her lips. She wants to she wants to have that same feeling that he has when she's kissing her lips. She wants to have that sensation. She wants to feel that. It's pretty sad shit, but goddamn it's a great fucking song. And it's also one of those songs where a lot of good covers of it. And I listened to three covers of the song before I actually listened to the original song. In the music video, you can sense a lot of uh, you sense a much slower, somber tone, a much more in-depth, like, dun, dun, like the slow and the steel guitar. But anyways, but yeah, um, 
I just want to, I just want to taste what's in those yoga pants. Okay. But no, look, I got to admit, you know, it's not even a sexual thing. It's just a, you see a person's body. It's almost, you know, there's a thing where it's actually much more sexier to see, to be able to try to imagine someone's body than it actually is when someone's too revealing with it. But once in a while, they give you a little taste of it. Like, maybe wear a little tighter pants. Maybe wear a little slim fit shirt. Or, you know, you see some things, you know. And there's a, there's a, there's an attraction to that. It's kind of like why people, it's like, I guess it's like the fetish or type of thing. When someone is into someone who's like a nun. Because it's like, oh, I can't have that. It's like, mmm. And then they take off the shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, they look like Christy Brinkley in the Total Gym commercial. Um, it's like, where do you find the time to work out? Uh, uh, I guess those uh, tits. Tith, how do you say the donations at the church? Tits. Tits. T-I-T-H-E-S. You know what I'm talking about. Basically, donations to to the Lord and Savior. And boy, Lord, she don't want to be saved. Um, <laughs> don't save her. Um, but th- there, there is a thing where yoga pants is like that fine. It's like that. I can still respect the fact that you're not trying to be too revealing. But I appreciate the fact that you're... Uh, Give me a little taste. 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 Um, you know, good taste by Levi Humming. Uh, and uh, it, there's nothing worse than when someone is trying to basically just say, this is my body. I shouldn't say nothing worse because there's a confidence in body and type of shit. But when someone is like still like has respect for like, hey, I'm going to give you a little something so you know, but I'm going to leave the fun for when you come home with me because I'm never going to leave this bed. Maroon 5. Um, oh, you're going to need a maps to get home after the sugar. Oh, yes, please. Won't you twerk those yoga booty panties on me? Um. <laughs> Ah, jeez, this is not a good episode, but is there such thing as a good episode when you're self-produced and and may or may not, honestly, I don't even give a fuck if people can hear the shirt or not. You know what? If you can't hear this episode anyways, I'm still just going to post it. And you know what? And it's just going to prove that no one listens or a lot of people do listen. Be like, hey, where's the fucking audio? It's like I I played 47 minutes of silence and it's the best episode you've ever made. It's like, well, see, it's all in the planning. Um, but, uh, but I respect it. Holy shit. I just pulled off my fucking toenail and it didn't hurt. Whoa. I'm not even kidding for the camera. Look, my uh, toe nailed it. <laughs> oh, that toe looks really fucking bruised. Oh, Jesus. That's actually not good at all. It's either bruise or it's gout. Either way, eh, it's just a numb toe. Oh, toe-numbing cream and gel. And this pod is gelling like feet 
and Pillsbury Crescents um, because it is buttery and this and I'm kind of a flaky personality. But yeah, no, I got a girl crush. I gotta admit, uh, yoga pants will do that. Well, should you? I, I guess this open. Should you go up? How how do you go up to a girl that you have a crush on per se? I know I'm probably a little too old to use that word. Well, I should say, how do you approach a person that you work with? That you're attracted to them, but you never really talk to them. Should you just come out of the gates and be like, hey, baby, I got to admit to you, I'm really attracted to you. And she's like, oh. Or it could be like, oh. And that's the thing. It's not just like, mm, we'll see. It is either I am, I, I am letting you do whatever you want to me tonight. Or it's I'm getting a restraining order towards you. There's no in between with these things. Because... In a work environment, it can be very, uh, you're really opening the floodgates. And I'm not talking about hers, um, even though potentially, which may cause another floodgates because you uh, are in touch. You are in sync. Five white boys. It's really just one white boy. And uh, let's just say I'm in sync. And uh, I'll let that sink in. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Oh, uh, I am dripping like a faucet during the winter because you don't want it to freeze. And uh, that's how my conversations are. You just got to keep letting it drip, drip, drip little by little because once it freezes, uh, I'm not good at restarting shit. Uh, I just leave it on overnight. That's why I leave you on red overnight so we have something to talk about in the morning. And my job is to make you smile. Uh, but yeah, no, how, how do you do it? I'm good with the... I don't like to say I'm good with the ladies. But I'm not one of these anxious, over, like, nervous dudes either. I'm not really, like, an anxious, nervous guy. But I, I'm, t- I'm, I'm typically kind of like an overthinker, in a sense. I start thinking, like, okay, let's say this does. Let's say she is, or let's say she's not. I'm cool, like, I don't, I shouldn't say I don't, but it's like, ah, she says no, or she's not interested, cool, but it's more like, am I putting someone in a position where it's gonna make them feel awkward coming to work, if they feel, if they reject, or they feel the type of way, or like, what if I find out they're crazy as fuck, and after a week, I'm like, hey, I missed the mark on here, I should've tried to get to know you. And but this is but there's a fun aspect of not getting to know someone. I think that part that's a, that's kind of the fascination. Like getting to know someone's cool, but you know I do believe there is a natural like kind of connection that goes beyond just hey we have some things in common. It's more of just like I honestly believe anyone could be with some be with anyone in the world of age. For like four or five months without getting to know a damn thing about them. If you just kind of learned how to, if you just follow generic basic shit that could work with someone, right? And I I just don't want to make it awkward at work. And this isn't even someone I've never spoken a word to. And that's the weirdest fucking part. I can't believe I'm exposing myself on my own podcast, but I do find it interesting. 
Um, no, she's a very attractive woman. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, especially the tattoo on her chest. Ooh, kind of hot. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's a very, you know, sometimes you just look at someone and it's not even like, you're not even attracted to them specifically just cause sexual, even though you do fantasize. I'm a fantasy type of guy. I play fantasy football. Oh, I'll show you a snake in this draft. Okay. Um, it's not my final though. Promise. You know, hey, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> gotta love that excuse. Hey, you know, I just you know, it's it's been a long time. You know, I just it's like okay, dude. Um, but we're you know asking, it should should there be like a grace period where like, hey, you should try to gradually talk this one get, or if you're just attracted to them, like, hey, look. I don't know your name. I know we've never even said hey to each other. We've never waved. But I'm attracted to you. Does that automatically mean you go out on a date? Does that mean like, okay, now that I know that, I may be interested in talk? Or is it like, uh, you're coming out swinging? It's like, this isn't even like the first pitch. Like, you're swinging for the fences in batting practice. And it's like, ugh. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, let's uh, move past that. Moral of the story is, I'm in love with yoga pants. Um, yoga, go-go. She's a go-go girl. She's a yoga girl. She's a moan. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm a swaggy guy. Um, I, my conversations are pretty, see, uh, I'll put it like this, right? I think, I think a lot of these things, this is just me open talking now. I had no clue I was going to talk about going into this and no, I'm not repeating the same fucking subjects I did in the deleted non-aired episode. I'm actually just kind of just creating a new one and see where it goes. But I do, uh, I do, I do think I have spunk, and I know I've talked about it before. But texting and dating apps is the god fucking worst. And it, I don't even necessarily. I'm not blaming people. I'm not. It's. I, th- I think it's just what these apps, and I think it's just kind of what we have defined as a precedent. Like I said before, I think it takes the originality out of people I think I think if you were to go through your phone and take out the names of contacts from all your text messages and you were just to go through and read your text thread a lot of people you wouldn't be able to tell from each other because everyone has ironically we everyone's taking advice from the same people of how to text how to talk to a girl how to talk to a guy how to entertain how to keep a guy interested blah 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 and everyone kind of does the same tricks and they work well most of them work over even though over time I don't think they actually really work, but they get you what you need, except uh, the ones that needs with little baby, because um, apparently uh, he uh, the, the gun don't jamming. Um, 
and I, I, I do think it has fucked up a lot of how people think. Because I, I think it's weirdly enough, these the abs create this weird entitlement. Texan creates this weird entitlement that everything should just, like, half the work is taking care of you. And that it's just easy. Because there's, like, 20, let's just say you've been on the app for a while. And let's say you have like 20 people you've matched with or connected with or whatever. And you can message back and forth. You can just wait for someone to entertain you instead of actually finding to actually maybe put half an effort into someone that you actually originally was like your first choice. But they were playing some type of template. You were playing some type of template. And then everyone ends up with the people. And then four years down the line, they're like, hey... You know, I, I I I think I made. You know, I I I think we should try now, type of thing. And I I think these apps like it actually ironically it creates a lot more issues, trust issues, problematic issues. And it just seems like a lot of people uh prefer to be as dry and basic as fucking possible. Cause the, there's a thing that people feel like if I'm on this app. And someone matched me. I should be entertained. But I don't have to do anything. To actually warrant the entertainment. Are you not entertained? Not in the slightest. Um, and then everyone will complain. And say society's this. Men are this. Women are that. And yet everyone follows the same template. No one has no originality in their style or template that makes you stand out. Like, everyone kind of does the same thing. And that's the sad part. It's a weird thing that trying hard is looked at as a negative thing. But then not trying at all, apparently, is a way to protect yourself from expectations. I think that's really what it is. I don't think people want to be bland or dry but I think it's better to be rejected when you're being bland and dry than to actually try to put some out there and then someone not entertaining you or someone's just not interested in that and then you're actually being rejected for what you actually want to connect with someone about or get to know about someone and I'm not actually speaking from my experience so far on this app because I honestly haven't really been on it been a busy man hitting the gym um been really getting at it jesus it's kind of like this weird like uh, i'm not obsessed but i'm starting to get in that like when i'm bored per se or when i was like i'm just gonna do some push-ups you know i'm gonna go and i'll just be like you know like today i was like before work you know i'm just gonna do some light go go to the gym i'm gonna stretch do some just inclined steep walking do a couple just like deep stretches, some body weight stuff, just really stuff to loosen the body because I did a really extensive, intense workout the day before. You know, I ended up doing a pretty moderate, <laughs> a pretty above moderate. I ended up getting on the treadmill, running a couple miles, doing fucking push-ups in between, pull, basically doing pull-ups, pull-downs, dips. I actually did some chest press. I did some leg work. I did a bunch of different shit, hips and shit. And I'm like, ah, Jesus. That was a two-hour and ten-minute workout before work. And I felt fucking great. But I don't want to get caught up in the, 
I don't want to be that guy that's just at the gym all the time, even even if it's working out for me, because I know it's not good. I don't, I want to actually just have a good, healthy relationship with the gym, where it's like I have a life, and it's not consuming three or four hours every fucking day. Because I'm not someone that looks in the fucking mirror when I'm doing dumbbell fucking hammer curls. Like, God, like, fucking stop staring at yourself. It is so fucking weird when I'm there. You know, I'm just there, you know, doing my thing. I try to look up to the sky. I try to avoid eye contact with people while working out because I don't want some person to feel like... Because it's weird because then it looks like, oh, I'm just doing this to impress some lady who's doing... The inverter row machines that happens to be perpendicular with me. But no, of course not. If she's looking, she's looking. Can't do nothing about it. But one thing I don't want, I, I don't want to feel like I'm trying to impress. There's nothing worse than when you see someone who is trying so hard to impress random people. But then again... You know, there's nothing wrong with, hey, mm, he looks fine, she looks fine. Go up to whoever and maybe, you know, get their attention, get their number. There's nothing wrong with that, at the, even at the gym. It's not my thing. Um, but, hey, man, teach their own. I, I just talked about how I'm going to, you know, how, how do you approach a person at work with this stuff? And you also, by the way, you don't want to be the person who just starts dating everyone at work but hey there's a one like you see someone you're like i don't know what it is about her it's crazy like i don't know what it is about her i know nothing about her there's no reason for me to be like oh yeah she's into me but also that's kind of the reason why i want to find out maybe she is because maybe because you, you know the weirder part is that all the things we think about, all the stuff that we worry about, it's like, uh, you know, you don't want to be that weird person. You know, everyone else is probably thinking the same, a lot of other people at the same place or wherever it is, whether you're at a gym, a grocery store, at work, a location where there's a group of people, and there's this weird thing where like, you know what, they're all probably thinking the same thing you are, they're like, they, they find people, they're attractive, and they're like, you know, if this person would approach me. I probably would entertain it and be laughable and whatever. But the reality is a lot of people are just afraid. Because everyone has thinking the same. There's no people that actually just go up to people. Because everyone's like kind of scared. Everyone's in fear of a lot of shit. And I'm not exempt to it, obviously. But I think it's kind of like a bigger... Um, it's kind of like a bigger telescope worldview looking down when you really look down of what like everyone's thinking the same thing which I which causes actually less to happen because there's not defined like hey this person goes up to this person blah 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 happens like that's how old society works guy approaches girl girl's like Haha. or no Nowadays, it's like, you're either like a complete fucking creep if you approach someone and they're not interested. Like, there's no respect. Like, there's a very little respectful rejection. So that's why there is like a lot of fear for guys approaching girls these days. From guys that I'm around and talk to, like, is a, is a real thing. It's 
not that guys are afraid to approach girls. What it is is there's there's no it, some because some people get a kick out of being like rejecting someone disrespectfully. Like some people like get a kick out of laughing, like especially if they're around their girlfriends, and you could do it in private, and then but then you go back to work and shit, and then you know it becomes the talk, the talk of the town, and uh, oh, you should have talked yourself out of that one, because now she's going to town on Jimmy, um, crickets, uh. And the re- and the weirdest thing is that all this stuff is probably not actually real, but we've convinced ourselves that this is the way it is. When reality, we all react to how biologically natural we would react. Girls like to be approached by guys, even if they're not interested. Just the fact that some person wants to approach them, and talk to them, and has an interest in them, it makes anyone feel good. When a girl, you know, is looking at you, they give you a little wink or wave and smile at you. Of course it makes you feel fucking good. Even if you're not a shallow guy. Even if you're a wholesome child of God. um, You're human. It makes you feel decent. There's no way someone flirts with you or laughs laughs with you and tells you, "Mm, you're hot. And you go about like, oh, shit. There's no way you go through the rest of your day like, oh, fuck. Uh, I hate myself. It's like, no, you're going to feel yourself even later that night. Because they're still not going to go with you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh. Let me take a sip of my C4, cause this shit is dynamite. And that's the thing. I knew this shit would happen. I absolutely knew. One of my biggest fears about getting in shape was that I was going to lose a step. I was going to lose a step mentally. And that step was not supposed to happen. But I honestly feel like I've gotten to... I I, I don't know if I talked about it on this one. If I talked about it on the deleted one, the one before that. Nah, shit. I'll just say this, though. Like, uh... I do feel ever since the lifestyle change, ever since I've gotten, you know, Captain America shape. Uh, Oh, Stevie. Oh, Roger that. Uh, Ever since I've gotten in shape, you know, it has kind of fucked up my desire to do the pod. I feel like I've talked about it a little bit before, but... It, it, it's done more, I would say it's more of just like it, uh, the ability to want to do it just to want to do it and not to want to do it because of a bigger picture. And 
when you're when you're tired and you're having like different lowly moments in your life, like it's easy to find an escape. I think that's what like the pod it, it could be an escape at times. But now it seems more like because your escape is simply where you're at the most freeing, where you're the most just I don't even say happy because you could be happy and you're not escaping. Sometimes your escape can bring sadness. But your escape to me is supposed to be kind of like you're uh, not an escape room, but you know, oh, escape. Uh, But your escape is supposed to be a place where you actually get in tune with yourself. You kind of recharge. You kind of get in touch with yourself to get ready to go back out there when you have to go back to work the next day or just to go out and do whatever. And now, because the life is pretty, my life is pretty connected with reality. My podcast is becoming more of not the escape anymore because my life is kind of the escape. The life is what I kind of chase. I actually have found a lot of fulfillment in my real life outside of this. And I feel like my podcast has actually helped me do that. Sometimes you speak about shit and it makes you think about it. And, you know, speaking to yourself is cool, but when you speak and put it out into the world, it's kind of like you're holding yourself accountable and people listen to you. And then you listen to yourself and you and you notice a lot of shit about yourself. Oh, here we go, getting sentimental. Um, but I, technically I'm talking about myself, but I feel that, uh, I feel like a lot of people relate to this. That's the only reason why I'll talk about it. No, there's no funny stuff here, even though you can find the silver lining in this playbook, and boy, I'm certainly not playing by the book, because I just want to give her the X and O's, uh, oh, oh, she's a hot rod, all right, because I'm, uh, posting that, <laughs> okay, Clint, but hey, that's what happens when you hit the gym with the curl route, okay, uh, it's all about the angle from the backfield. If you know, you know. Anyways, um, shift. There's a th- th- there is a thing where I've kind of my uh, my uh, since since you realize when you fix a good portion of your problems, you don't really have a lot of problems. And you become more confident. You become a lot more. I would say what getting in shape does. It doesn't make you have confidence that it's undeserved. It doesn't make you feel. It doesn't give you unearned confidence. It gives you the confidence that you kind of always had. But you never felt that you uh, were reaching your potential to display that confidence. And I'm as confident as I've ever been in a lot of things. And it has very little to do with the fact of my body and getting in shape. But it does kind of, it makes you, it gives you one less reason to really look at yourself and be like, all right, so I'm attractive now. I was before, but I'm really attractive now. I'm attractive now, so what's my excuse? And when you really 
check off the excuses of why you're not this. Oh, I don't go, I don't get out there. It's like, okay, well, what's your excuse now? All right, you've made time to do this shit. What now? You put in the work. What's the holdup? At a certain point, you can't lie in this escape and bunker. You have to get out there and, uh, you know, see what's out there. And I'm trying not to even be, but like, there's so many funny things I could say, but I honestly just want to kind of be a little inspirational. And see, that was a joke because I'm not inspirational. But like, I'm a very charismatic guy. And I understand looking back that with past situations with friends and uh, co-inhabitants and lovers, oh, it it really uh, I understand why someone didn't feel I was being genuine with them. Because they saw what, but there was something holding me back. And as a Sean Mendes was said now, there's nothing holding me back. Because I got nothing but stitches from all those painful things they would tell me. Um, <laughs> oh, please just have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Take it easy. Oh, but they didn't. Uh, But no. I, I, I do see now, I have a different, you, you have a different perspective. You have the ability and confidence to bounce back and to move past shit. There's no excuse for you to dwell on shit. There's no excuse for you to X, Y, and Z. Like when you have your health, you have your strength as a guy. I do believe when you just are reaching your, closer to your potential physically and uh, strength-wise, there, there's something that changes about you that's unquantifiable. And people feed off that. It's not about being ripped. It's not about being muscular. It's not about being the most physically in shape person. But th- there's a reason why we are fascinated by transformations in society. People care about, like, the biggest loser was, like, the biggest show for the longest time, right? The reason why it's so fascinating is like you you think about the starting point. How do these pe- how do people let themselves get to this point? Cause like oh they went through this they gained weight maybe depression relation all like all these things that like all right I get it but damn ninety pound weight gain and they show like a picture when they were twenty and then they're twenty nine and you know they just don't look what they want to look like. And they gain a lot of weight. They and you see them struggle, struggle, struggle for like months and months on this ranch, going through the ups and downs, the hard parts of getting through it. And then when they fast forward six months and have the final weigh-ins and shit, and it's like, holy fuck, these people look unrecognizable. And it really like makes you feel like something, regardless if you can judge their why they got there to begin with. Their starting point. But the fact of the matter is. It's a crazy transformation. And I think because it is hard to change. It is hard to get past that. Those initial roadblocks. That are, that are inevitable. To accomplishing anything. And I think there's an attractiveness. 
when you see someone who was once this and now they're essentially complete opposite, typically speaking about in a positive manner, in anything, you're like, there's an there's an automatic attraction. Like, holy fuck, this person is mentally strong. They have a crazy aptitude. They have a discipline of something. They hold they hold themselves accountable for things. Because in order to make any changes for anything in life, there is accountability, there is a mental fortitude, and there is a discipline that is necessary. A self-imposed discipline that no one's going to want for you. No one's going to make you wake up and do what you need to do to study, the workout, the exercise, to prepare yourself for the day. That's something you got to figure out through trial and error. And there's something when you stick through and you don't give up, that is one of the most attractive things. And that's why it's very attractive when you, you, I honestly believe in my experience, in the past like week I've been at the gym, I could tell as judgmental as I am, not really like judgmental negative way, but I'm very observant. I can tell a lot about someone just by how they work out. And by how they work, I just literally mean I could tell a lot by someone by how the, the the look on their face through when they're struggling they're uh the second and I'm not sitting there breaking down every single person's workout but you can also tell the people that go to the gym because they because they feel like they just need to go and people that go to the gym because they actually want to change something right like they actually have this drive in them i hate there's no more when you see someone coming to the gym and 20 minutes later leave and you saw them do like a couple leg presses a couple bench presses and they just left right that's a consistent thing they do and you know they didn't do anything they didn't break a sweat didn't do nothing it's like look it's your gym do what you want i'm not shitting on it but hey you know what Next time, wipe down your fucking station. And I'm not even Mr. Wipe Down Your Station. But goddamn, if you're going to do absolutely fucking nothing, like, don't leave your nothingness of sweat. I don't want your contagiousness of nothingness of sweat. Like, not all sweat is created equal, okay? My sweat and your sweat, trust me, you're going to sweat the difference. <laughs> See what I did? You're going to sweat, you're going to split, because I can split those squats, baby, in her yoga pants. Okay. Now, that'd be some weird shit. Look, I'm all about, hey, look, wear what you want as a guy. You can machine gun Kelly this shit, wear dresses, wear pink. I, I don't give a fuck. But I swear to God, if I see a man in woman's yoga pants, I know men have men yoga pants, but they are different. If I see a man in a woman's yoga pants, I will go up and slap the living fuck out of you. And I'm not even one of these people that are like guy. I don't care if guys wear like it. Doesn't bother me. It's like eh, whatever. But don't 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 come to a gym near me. Don't don't come in my vicinity and start wearing hot woman yoga pants. Because I have a personal affection for this, as I described in the first 20 minutes of this podcast. And goddamn it, I'm not gonna let you ruin that for me. Do not disrespect a woman's hot yoga. Okay, don't do it. Um, unless you're Bikram. The Bikram yoga dude who, uh, he, uh, whew, he's, he, he took that hot yoga and, uh, he, he dropped it like it was high. He dropped it. Um, but yeah, 
it was a you you tell a lot by someone and i know that's a heavy but i believe you could tell a lot by someone by how by how they their work ethic in small specific areas I'm not saying that just because you don't work hard in the gym that you don't work hard other parts of your life. That's not what I'm saying. Because, you know, some people, they go to gym and they, they actually just don't care to work out. But they're not also going around talking about how they're going to become that. They want to call it like this, that, and the other. But I do believe when you see someone, there's an attractiveness to see someone working hard in the gym. It's not about your skill level. It's not about how many, how much weight you're doing, how many reps you're doing, how fast or how long you're doing, whatever. That's not the attractor. The part is when you see someone pushing and pushing, sweating, it is so fucking hot. It is so god. Oh, it's like, oh. Nothing grinds my gears. Nothing makes me rearrange my underwear, my Calvin Kleins. Um, no one makes me rearrange my Calvin Kleins. Um... Which, by the way, I look like a male model. And okay, I'm really starting to sound like a douche about my body appearance. And I don't even look at myself like that. But I know I'm almost afraid to really be one of those people that just look at myself. Not even in my bathroom. Not even in the gym bathroom. Like I, I avoid looking at myself in the mirror at all costs because I'm trying to stand out. It's like a, it's like Jack Harlow said, when uh, everybody loves you, people only got one way to stand out. And when everyone else is looking at themselves, the only way you stand out is by not. So you never actually see if you're doing the right form or anything um, or progression. But trust me, I feel it, baby. I feel it. Uh, yeah, this pod is just to get a pod out because I know I've been a little bit delayed. But, you know, you just got to kind of push through these. That's the thing. These po- po- podcasting is a weird thing. It is an art to it. And there's no quantifiable, you could follow all the rules and your podcast can still suck. You cannot follow any rules and your podcast can be great. Or you could be like me and still not know what the fuck you want with it. Uh, uh, but yeah, combinations. I don't really have all the time in the world. And I'm a busy guy, but look, I, I have, you know what it really is? I have made much more of an effort to have free time to myself. Just to do a little bit less. Not nothing. I'm so consistently a hard worker. I still do what I need to do, but it's, I don't feel the need like if I don't record a podcast, like, oh, Jesus. It's like, man. And I don't know if that's a good thing, because that could mean my uh, my passion for this is slightly dwindling. But I also think your original you, a passion that you have can change over time. It's like a marriage. It's like my podcast, my camera, my audio. It's like you got to understand that, you know, uh, it's like I'm going to need you more later down the line. There's going to come a time in my life where I'm going to need this. For four or five times a week. I'm going to need you for two, three hours a day. But for right now, I need you to just let me go out there and find myself. It's like, and it's like when you're like, baby, I know it's been, 
I I know I've I know I put you through a lot right now, but look, I I gotta fuck these bitches to find out. Are you the one? I got to. I I know I know we've been married for four years. I know I asked you to commit your life to me, but you know, I just need to find out. Now I need to find out while you know you're still keeping my. You know when I come home, it's still, you know. Still some baked potato for me, baby. Uh, still some pyros. Still some uh, uh, turkey enchiladas. Oh Jesus, don't don't have turkey fucking enchiladas. Whew. that's a fun story behind that pig and blanket. Uh, there's a. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I just need you to understand that this is ever evolving, baby. You got to understand. But see, once I'm done and once I find out that this is not what I want with these ladies, I'll be back to you. It always comes around back to you. Uh, I just need you to understand that. As long as you understand that, I'll pay it down the line when uh, you divorce me. Or I'll probably actually find the love of my life and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I know I asked you to uproot your life, upscale, have kids with me, uh, and kind of change your whole life, even though I a lot of empty promises. And I don't want to pay you spousal support, so I'm going to put you through hell in the process. But hey, you know, rules are rules, baby. I can't help that I'm a high value man. Uh, oh, oh, the tragedy of being a high value man. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, uh. And that's what this podcast is to me now. You know, it is. It is my stay at home. Down for anything, girl. Ride or die. She knows. She, she she knows she she I know she knows she knows uh she she knows I'm out there found long hair brown skin with the fat ass okay now I'm just naming J Cole references but no she 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 knows I'm out there find fi- finding finding the things I missed out of my youth because I worked so hard for this money uh. It's like, I missed out, you know, I worked hard through my youth. It's like Jeff Bezos, like, you know what? I, I fucked up all my 20s and 30s to become the richest man alive. He's like, thanks, wife. But uh, I'm going to fuck this average-looking porn star-looking girl. Take her on a yacht. And uh, change bridges for that yacht as well. I'm going to fuck her on this yacht. And then her brother's going to expose my penis pics, which is so fucking weird. Why does her brother have pictures of her boyfriend's penis? I got that never gets brought up. Don't say it was a hack. No one's hacking Lauren Sanchez's brother's phone. No one is doing that. Absolutely Positively, fucking no one. And the fact that they would have to hack your phone. Still, why is it on your phone? 
Is she sending you pics that guys send her? That's some weird brother-sister connection, man. Hey, look, I'm all about being close to your siblings. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you don't need to know everything. It's the definition of less is more. And less pics sent to my siblings of me. Let's keep it that way. All right. And it'd probably be a actually child uh, sending my sending my peen pics to my uh, younger sibling would actually be a child like endangerment. What would it be fucking? Oh yeah, it would be a fucking child pornography. Even though I'm not a child, but you're showing a child. You're basically a predator. Yeah. So uh, stop sending my peen around. Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's, you know, um, I, the pod has changed a lot, it used to be complete nonsense, it used to be just, hey, 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 zanging and zanging, and now it's just me and, and my thoughts, now it's just me feeling myself, but you know what, I honestly feel like, when when I do get in a relationship again and do find a soluble lovely lady, I do feel like the pot like I'll be much more well rounded. And I do trust me, the guests are coming. I just keep forgetting that I actually have it and finding people to be on the show. Ah, Jesus, it's a hassle nowadays. You know, people got their own things going on. People got lives. I got life. I got life. Well, of course I got life. You know. Uh, mine wasn't killed off, um, you know, by the time I found out I was in there, it's like, hey, you're past the second trimester, there ain't no, uh, there ain't no telling, <laughs> that's gotta be the worst, I don't know how, but like, if you don't find out that you, if you don't find out you're pregnant until like seven months in because you don't show or whatever. There are those cases where women don't even show. And they only have like the crazy sick symptoms and all that shit. Like it's pretty mild for the most part. That stuff is kind of real. And by the time you find out you can't even get in. You can't even get the A-B-O-R-T-I-O-N. Um, yeah. I find it's kind of interesting. It's like, how do you deal with this? It's like, hey, it's like, yeah, I'm so pro-choice. It's like, uh, yeah, well, we're uh, pro-taking that choice away from you because you don't have one at this point. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, just scratching the surface, baby. I don't want to become one of those fucking douchebags. I just, I'm already, I'm, I'm becoming one of those douchebags that I don't want to be one of those people obsessed over my body. But touch my body, leave it on the floor. I, you know, I, I you know, I think it's okay. You know, I'll say this. I, I, sometimes it's okay to just be liked for shallow reasons. Is it so wrong for me to just be like, I want a girl to just look at me and touch my chest and be like, mm, you're sexy. And that's it. I don't need a, you know, the heart, your heartbeat makes my heartbeat. 
Hopefully one day we can make hearts beat. Mm. Oh, your soul. Your soul is like Mandarin oranges. Uh, makes me wonder. Why is our kid not no Mandarin? Um, <laughs> why do they call Mandarin oranges? I don't know. But yeah. Anytime I think of Mandarin, like speaking Mandarin, all I think about is Panda Express Mandarin chicken. That's how fucking American I am. Like, I didn't even hear the term Mandarin. I think Mandarin is just like another form of Chinese. But, you know, it's a... I don't think there's anything wrong with just being like, yeah, I, you know what? Sometimes not everything has to be so personality driven. Not everything has to be so connective tissue you know sometimes when someone says why do you like him it's like they just look sexy as fuck now that's not gonna be the only reason there's an expiration date to that okay like uh attractiveness is like bread it's cool like you oh you buy it you're in the store like mm. it's like yes i can't wait to make grilled cheese Turkey club sandwiches, Rubens, all this good shit. I get the butter. I could put butter on it. I get the toast. I could do this. You have so many things you can do, bro. You can touch it. You can flavor it. You can dress it. You can put meat in between. Oh, yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> whatever cheese you want to add to your lactose, baby. Because, baby, I'm very tolerant of lacking the toast. <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah, look, I, I don't think, you know what? Sometimes it's just like some, some days, sometimes you just look at the person you're with and you're like, I don't, I don't need to know what they're about. I don't need to know what they like. I don't need to know what makes them them. I just like what I see. Whatever has made them them. I like what made them them because it makes the result of seeing them them. Okay, and I like what I see, and I see you later. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know what? I'll end the pod here. One last, I'll just have a couple last final thoughts. Uh, just a quick thought. Um, Just stay, stay humble. Well, nah, fuck humble. Fuck that happy to be here shit that you want me on, as Drake would say. Um, but no. Um, be. I think one thing is be forgiving of yourself. As corny as bullshit as that sound, but you gotta be forgiving of pain that you've unintentionally have caused yourself, right? But, most importantly, suck some titties. No, well, that is very important. Suck, solve a lot of problems, baby. Uh, but, what I do, all they do, what I do, uh, want to just kind of leave for the viewers for now, is that I, I do plan on the pod, the Get back to a little bit of a middle ground of what you're used to. And not just kind of long thinking pieces. But this is just kind of where my mind's been. I can't control where my mind's been. I can't control 
the impacts and decisions my life has currently got me into that's brought me in a very good place in my life. I'm a much happier person to be around. Anyone that's been around me recently has said so and I notice it. Because it was not I was not a very fun person to be around for a long time. Very sad, very sullen. And I was, a lot of times I didn't even know why. But I always I always kept reminding myself you just gotta keep pushing through. You just gotta kinda believe in what you're doing and you just kinda gotta keep it going. I think one of the biggest things I learned growing up is that, hey, I know you're feeling whatever about this, and that's okay, but you got to keep it moving. You, you got to keep, you got to keep, just keep it going. You got to be able to just, like, learn to brush off a lot of shit, because life is going to, Life is going to make you feel, uh, what's the way I want, I want to say, hum- like, obviously life will humble you in ways, but life is going to do things that make you feel that everything you learned prior was a sham, but in reality is just testing of whether you actually truly have ingrained values in yourself. And... What the fuck am I saying? Ah, Jesus. I, I'm becoming everything I fucking hate. Uh, see, I, as I was doing a hat, I was like, you know, I'm becoming, oh, look at me preaching. Look at me being a fucking douchebag. But no, here's what I will say. What I will say is, I think it's very important to just be all right. It will be all right. You will, you just got to push past uncomfortable times, you got to push past a lot of things, and I think at a future date, what I will do is I will discuss a very personal time in my life, uh, and I discuss personal things in my life, but I mean a thing that happened, uh, I'm not going to talk about the situation that put me in there, but I'm going to talk about the process of what happened that fucked me up, and put me in a really bad cycle that involved a lot of alcohol, a lot of self-inducing problems, and what I did to get out of it. My mindset through all that. How long did it take? You might be surprised. <laughs> like a Brendan Schaub special, you be surprised. People see me now and they're like, ooh. But they didn't realize uh, there, this was a process. And it wasn't a... I just started, like, there was a lot of check things that I had to get to get to a point where I could actually start seeing and gaining results. But, hey, it's for another pod, and I'll title that pod accordingly. But I want to start getting back to the norm of the pod. A little fun, lighthearted, good shit. All right, guys. Fuck me. That's episode 145 of the Often Be Podcast, and I hated this just as much as you. But, hey, you know what? I appreciate the support. Like, follow, comment, subscribe, suck some titties, and uh, enjoy your weekend or day, whenever the fuck this comes out. Alright guys, have a good one.